Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Thursday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We've got a lot to discuss with all of you. Hope you are having a fantastic day so far, fantastic week. Um, off the top here, it is the day of the Ron DeSantis-Gavin Newsom great debate. We will discuss that and what could come from it. Uh, but... I would say the biggest story that is out there circulating right now is Elon Musk has had Twitter, which he renamed X for over a year now. And he has tried in rapid fashion to remake the fabric of the company, firing 75 or 80 percent of the workers, trying to instill more of a free speech marketplace and treat everyone evenly while simultaneously finding ways uh, to monetize it in a way different than just relying on advertisers. And recently, uh, he has come under fire for some of the comments that he has made surrounding the war in Israel and Palestine. People have tried to say he's anti-Semitic. He's made the trip over to Israel and uh, said that he is in favor of peace. I, I don't think there's any way you can reasonably call or rationally call Elon Musk and anti-Semite, but he was at the deal book summit put on by the New York times. And he was asked about an ongoing advertiser boycott, specifically Disney CEO, Bob Iger has pulled its spending off of the site. They didn't post on the site for uh, a day or more. Here is what Elon Musk had to say. This is incredible. Listen, you're clarifying this now. But there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f- yourself. But go f- yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. 
if you're in the audience. That's how I feel. Don't advertise. I'm saying what I, what, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. F*** them. Okay? That's one of my favorite clips of the year, and we're almost at the end of the year. That was phenomenal. And uh, Elon Musk, look, look, I, I don't want to sound like a fanboy, but I'm, I'm kind of, the more I learn about what he's done and, and dig into it all um, after reading this biography and just seeing what he's done with, with uh, Twitter, now X, uh, he, he understands, I think, what it means to have at least one place where free speech exists in a meaningful way online with critical mass. Look, I, I never want to leave out. I don't want to take away from Truth or Rumble or some of these other platforms that are. But the New York Times writers are on X still, right? This is the point. I mean, everyone, it is still the primary. And, and I hope that this changes. I mean, I would love Rumble. I would love some of these other sites to, you know, surpass the, I don't know what to say, the the primary primary platforms, the more mainstream online town squares. But that he tells these, it, it, here's the thing. He's not telling some random sponsor. He's telling IBM, Disney, and and some, Apple, some of the biggest companies in the world, go bleep yourself if you're going to pull your ads because of some like momentary panic that is. I mean, what is the claim? Also, what is the panic all about? Do people really think Elon Musk is an anti-Semite? I do not no. believe Elon Musk is an anti-Semite. So no. what are we? What are we even talking about here? Yeah, and 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 I think that is the essence of this. Um. Whatever you think of Elon Musk, and there are a lot of different opinions out there, Elon Musk is a thinker on a level that very few are a thinker. And I think maybe the most interesting thing Elon Musk uh, said. Can we say, and, and a builder, a thinker yes, and a builder. And a, and a thinker and a builder is well said. Um, one of the most interesting things he said, and I, and I would just say it for everybody out there listening, is most people are trying to get 10% better at their business. Right, Whatever business you're in, whatever small business you're in, you sit there and you think to yourself, okay, we've got to hit these numbers. Let's make sure that we create a new uh, quarterly dynamic. We're going to beat earnings. We're going to do better. All, all of those things are great, right? I'm a capitalist. I know I've been there. I understand setting goals and everything else. But one of the most interesting things I've, I've ever seen Elon Musk say is there's lots of competition to be 10% better at something. There aren't very many people who say, okay, let's create something brand new. And if you consider what Elon Musk did with Tesla and SpaceX, I mean, just think about this, Buck. With SpaceX, Elon Musk said, you know what? I think I can send rockets to space better than NASA can. Think about the sheer and, gumption. And he did. And he, and did. he did. And now NASA is paying Elon Musk to get freight to space more affordably than before. He also said, hey, I think I can rebuild the way that we power automobiles in this country. And I think I can make a vehicle, which is one of the most difficult things to do, mass produce an incredibly difficult uh, uh, thing, a car. And I think we can do it more affordably than all of the legacy businesses, all of the Fords and all the GMs. And I can do it without using the internal engine powered primarily by oil, I'm going to do electric vehicles. And he did it. And now he has decided, I have to save 
free speech in an internet era. And that is what he is now trying to do. And I think genuinely, yes, he's very wealthy, but I think he's motivated not only by the idea of making money, which is obviously a very big motive for anybody, but I think he sees this as a way to make humanity better. He wants to get spaceships to space buck because he wants uh, uh, humans to be a multi-planetary species so that if something destructive ever happens to Earth, that our species survives. I mean, that's his method of thinking. We will have, um, you know, there there will be ships going to Mars, and they will be based on probably they will actually be SpaceX ships. I mean, this is this is where we are heading now, and it's it's been interesting to see people who know nothing about. And and to be clear, I'm learning about it now because I find it fascinating. Um, one of my brothers knows a whole heck of a lot about uh air, you know the. Air, air, what do you call it? Um, aerodynamics, space travel. Aerodynamics uh, and, and, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, aeronautics, whatever. Um, but I'm learning about it and, yeah, astrophysics, all these things. I'm learning about it and it's funny to see people that were mocking the most recent, uh, SpaceX launches, not understanding that it's actually another huge step forward, even though they saw that there, you know, there was a, a failure at the end of it or whatever. And they call it a, uh, a rapid unscheduled disassembly at SpaceX. That's what they call it when <laughs> something kind of comes apart. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think that back to the Twitter thing though, and what we're seeing right now, you know, when people tell me, they say, you know, was the 2020 election stolen? I sit there and I say, yeah, which, which, which way, in which way do you want to discuss how it was stolen? Or in, in which way, or they want to say it was rigged. Maybe I, I prefer the word rigged, actually. I think that's more, you know, that, that, that conjures up a more specific set of problems. I mean, the fact that we had social media companies, I mean, imagine if you had the telephone companies just say, we're not, we're any call that's going to a Republican, you know, Republican phone bank or Republican donors, we're just not going to take them. Yeah. And you say, well, hold on, hold on a second. Now I know phones have common carrier stuff and there's more rules about it. The internet is still kind of a we do what we want world, right? Cable news isn't, radio isn't. There's a lot of regulations, a lot of FCC things that we have. That's why we had to bleep what Elon actually said, but everyone knows what he said. Um, but the point is, how can we have free and fair elections where the, you know, the basic and most important, I shouldn't say basic, but the most foundational elements of communication can be entirely skewed to support one side over the other? And the answer is you can, and he knows that. And that's why he spent, what was it, $44 billion to buy Twitter? Yes. Yes. And and what he's hitting at here is important, because I would draw an analogy to what George Soros did when it came to funding DAs. The, and, and let me let me explain that analogy. George Soros recognized that there was a pressure point, that you didn't have to spend that much money to change the way criminal justice was applied in the United States. You didn't have to spend $200 million on a president to get somebody to implement something. In many cases, you only had to spend a few hundred thousand dollars to determine who the DAs were of big cities. And he spent millions of dollars to fundamentally change our criminal justice system by putting in soft-on-crime prosecutors. And we're seeing the results of that decision. The entire media ecosystem, by and large, crumbles without advertising dollars. 
that is the uh, that is the weak point that undergirds basically the entirety of the marketplace of opinion in the United States today. And there is no woker industry in all of America right now than advertising. And what's happened is these advertisers have created a world where if you say something that they decide they don't like, they will pull their dollars out of your business and they will not allow your business to work. Whether it's, you know, frankly, a show like this or whether it's Fox News, you've seen massive attacks on Fox News hosts over the years. All of you listening to us right now experience this with Rush. Trust me, they haven't stopped the attacks on Buck and myself. The pressure point here is they want to restrict what is said, and they want to control what you feel comfortable saying based on threatening your ability to make a living. And Twitter is just a massive example of this. And what I've been waiting for is what Elon Musk is doing. And I would say there are a lot of you out there who are fortunate enough to be very wealthy who listen to this program. And I'll quote, this is the first time I ever saw this This quote was from Billions. What's the point of FU money if every now and then you don't say FU? That's a question that I would ask to every rich person out there listening. I understand, Buck. If you make $70,000 a year and you're trying to make sure that your kid can go to college and you're 54 years old and you're just trying to make sure that you can keep your job, I understand why you might not feel comfortable speaking out loudly about what's going on in this country. I would even argue your first obligation is is, is to your family. Yeah, your first obligation is to take care of those immediately around you who rely on you you know, I always tell people don't don't charge the machine gun nest without a plan to take it. Like, don't just sacrifice yourself yes. out of some misdirected. This is why my and people have argued with me about this for years. Uh, whenever college kids have written into me in the past and said, "Hey, I'm a conservative. Should I write this paper? Should I?" T-? I would say, "No. Write the paper that will get you the ace. You can get the job or get into the school you want to get into. It doesn't matter. You're not your stand that only your professor sees." Is yeah. irrelevant. You're just getting punished. So, and people go, oh, but what about principles and everything else? I'm like, yeah, don't, don't sign an editorial in the school newspaper where you're making a mockery of everything you believe in. But if you're sending a paper in for just your class, write what you have to write to get the grade you want to get and move on. It just doesn't help anyone. It actually allows them to target, freeze and destroy you. And, you know, then all the, the lib lunatics get away with it. So I, I, I love back to Elon and the, and the Twitter thing here. Um, or X, sorry. Uh, we need more of this. Uh, we need more people who are willing to say, I also think about this. Disney? Really? Look at what has happened to some of the biggest companies in America. They are such cowards. Yes. They have turned into such places of cowardice and, and they ally themselves over and over again with the forces in America that seek to destroy this country, the country that is the only re- the only reason Disney can exist is because of the America that has been built. Walt Disney would lose his mind over what his company has become. And by the way, thousands of people right now on Twitter are posting that they are canceling their Disney Plus subscriptions. So this Elon Musk go F yourself. Bravo to him. I want other wealthy people out there 
to be willing to actually risk something. I, I'm just so fired up. Again, I understand if you have to make a mortgage payment or you're trying to keep your kids in school. Yes, as Buck said, your first uh, duty of loyalty is to your family. I understand why you might feel compelled to shut up. I am so mad that so many rich people are not doing what Elon Musk has said here and pointed out. So bravo to him. Switch to Pure Talk right now. Get a free cell phone, a free Moto G 5G phone. Sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan. Just 35 bucks a month and you get a Moto G 5G phone for free. If your current phone has run its course, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, quad pixel camera, a whole lot more. Just dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to speak with Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team. They make switching so easy, they'll make sure you get your new phone. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. Make the switch today. Dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with a qualifying plan. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Sign up today. My own son's got one. You'll love it. Pure Talk. Use that code uh, and make sure that you switch today. That is pound 250, pound 250. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Chalk up a win for team reality. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantage income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you see all this happening, are you sitting there going, oh my God, I stepped in it. I wish I didn't do that. Are you saying, screw yes. them. I hate these people. No, Why no. are they after me? But all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of that. I mean, uh, I mean, look, I, I'm sorry for that, that, that tweet or post. It was foolish of me. Of the 30,000, it might be literally the worst and dumbest post that I've ever done. And I try to do my best to clarify uh, six races Sunday. Um, but, uh, you know, at least uh, I think over time it will be obvious that, in fact, far from being uh, anti-Semitic, I'm in fact philo-Semitic. And my, all the evidence uh, in my track record uh, would support that. I also, I like, I like where he's going with this. That's Elon again, um, who is, is so important in so many realms right now. But Clay, this, this notion that, you know, a, a one-off tweet that now he said, look, he's like, it was a dumb tweet and, you know, you know, he doesn't like, he didn't really mean it the way that it came off or whatever, but he's refusing to say, yeah, you know what? Just destroy me. You know, yeah. I, I'm a horrible person. I, no one should ever listen to me again. I have no good ideas. This, this, this notion that only on some issues, of course, or only on some things, your whole life should be ruined because you say one thing or write one thing that you then say, look, that wasn't really what I meant or that wasn't, I mean, we need to get back to a society where they go, okay, sometimes people swing and miss. And if they say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way or whatever, you move on. Not only that, what about defining someone by their entire track record of their life as opposed to uh one little sna- snapshot of the life? I, I just, everything that Elon is doing with Twitter, I think, is intended to move in the right direction. And I think if you are out there and you are listening to us right now and you want to be active on a social media platform, and I certainly understand if you don't, but if you want to be active on a social media platform, I think you should get on Twitter. I think every single one of our listeners should be on Twitter right now if you want to be active on social media because he's fighting battles that matter the most. Often it's everyday items in our home we fail to replace when it's time to do so. We get used to one thing or another, like the towels in your bathroom you use every day. Until they're threadbare, start to fray, you likely don't give a thought to replacing them. Next time you're using those towels, ask yourself if they need updating. MyPillow has a brand new line of towels proving to be both absorbent and soft. No need to wash them a half a dozen times to break them in. They're ready upon arrival to upgrade your home, same way other comfortable products from MyPillow do. And right now... You can get the six-piece set of my towels for 50% off their introductory price. The six-piece set priced at $29.98 when you use our names, Clay and Buck, as your promo code. You can get the designer premium line for just 20 bucks more. To find the offer, go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. My towel, six-piece sets, 50% in savings. Use the promo code Clay and Buck. Right now. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We've been tracking this crazy story that has gone super viral since we started talking about it. Um, and it involved a elementary school kid going to a football game, having his face painted, wearing a headdress, Kansas City Chiefs fan. And credit to Jesse Waters on Fox News for tracking this kid down after his mom commented on an OutKick story that was up on foxnews.com about 
the fact that this kid was being slammed by sports media across uh, the uh, the universe, including the first article written by uh, Deadspin uh, dot com, and um, saying that that this was an awful because half of his face was painted black. They didn't see the whole face, and they tracked down this nine year old kid. Turns out he's nine years old. Credit to Buck. I said he was elementary school age. Buck basically nailed the age here. Uh, and I just want you to listen to this kid. And I want you to consider this thought and this question. Where are we as a society when what kids wear to support their favorite football team is worthy of condemnation, but men dressing up like women and pretending to be women on the left is considered courageous. I would love to hear somebody answer this, but listen to this nine-year-old kid uh, last night on Fox News. Holden, how are you feeling right now? Um, It's okay because a lot of kids at school are getting excited, but it's starting to get me a little nervous because if they go a little bit overboard, it's a little scary. I bet it's scary. It can be a very overwhelming experience. How big of a Chiefs fan are you? Really big. And what does it mean? Because we went to the Raiders Chiefs game last year, too. Nice. And what does it mean now that you're feeling all this love from Chiefs Nation? Everyone's going to be wearing red and black on their faces next Sunday. Really good. So, I mean, the kid did a great job. When you hear that kid, great job by Jesse interviewing him. But imagine being a grown person and targeting someone who sounds like that. It just, I thought the interview was so well done, Buck, because it brings home, because people forget. And if you don't have kids, maybe you, you just, a nine-year-old kid, I've got a nine-year-old. I got a third grader. The idea that an, an adult would go after what a kid wears to support his favorite team. And if you're listening to us and you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I, I, I'm not a face painter, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't do it. Have you, have you ever gone to a game with your face painted? No. I have never, I have never fa- painted my, uh, my face, never had my chest. Like no, there's been no paint at any sporting event. I've never gone shirtless with like words uh, written on them or our, anything our like that. Our next bet is going to be, you know, Clay has to go to a college football game with the team that he doesn't like letters or whatever on his chest painted. Oh, I don't think anybody needs to see me topless. Um, I, I don't know that anybody needs to see me in, uh, you know, like a speedo either. I, I, I need to, I need to go on a, uh, uh, a deep dive. I'll have to get on a Zimpic or one of those, uh, one of those things to get, uh, to get fit. Now my wife, uh, you know, people would enjoy that. Like, uh, she could go in the, in the bathing suit. She could be in the speedo. She, she could stand in for the Travis family. Um, but there's talk now that a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans, are going to now paint their faces half red and half black as a show of solidarity with this kid. Now, I don't know how many Kansas City Chiefs fans we have who listen to this uh, this program, and I don't know uh, how many people are actually going to be willing to do that. But if I were going to a Kansas City Chiefs game on Sunday... I would, I would paint, I've never done it before, Buck. I would paint my face half red, half black in solidarity with this kid. Oh, I think, I think that's great. And I, I also, as, as I see this, I think it's a, a reminder that, you know, we, we can all have a very straightforward standard for this. Um, you know, blackface mockery of people is wrong and grotesque. 
but people that aren't actually doing blackface should not be called out for blackface. I mean, this is it's very straightforward, right? I mean, yes. when if someone puts a little mark of the what is it, the the black the eye black. under under yeah. their eyes, eye black, they are not mocking anybody. They are doing this because they think it helps with glare, and it just so happens that the black color that is in the you know like intent to your point matters. Yes, and if someone is not trying to mock someone and is not doing anything that a normal person could ever deem a mockery of people, let it go. Yeah, let it go. And particularly for a young kid, right? And 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 also, can you think, Buck, of someone who has worn blackface to mock and ridicule a black person in the last? decade i mean someone that you would know or some story i i just i don't even think this happens right like the idea of uh someone deciding hey i'm ridiculing black people by wearing black face like where has this occurred now i know people have dressed up in costumes and every now and then you'll see on Halloween, oh, somebody went as a, you know, black entertainer and they dressed up. But when has someone intentionally said, I am super racist and I'm going to do this? And remember, historically blackface was done on, you know, stages for performance and it was also accompanied by exaggerated black features as a white performer would pretend to be black for purposes of mockery as a part of that performance. When has something akin to that happened in recent American history? Again, I'm not talking about somebody dressing up in a costume and it being considered offensive because they changed the color of their skin associated with that. I'm talking about, like, when has someone actually sought to demean a black person by dressing up as a hundred years ago would have occurred in blackface productions. I, I don't think it even happens. Now we had our good buddy, our good buddy, uh, Trudeau remember is probably the guy who's most well, common. Like when he dressed up as Aladdin, I think it was. And, and the, uh, yeah, well, and the, um, what was it? The previous, um, wasn't the lieutenant governor. It was third in line in Virginia. Remember this guy? Uh, yes. For, I'm blanking on his name, but he, he was the guy who's a Democrat who was like, look, I can't tell you if I'm the guy in the KKK outfit or the guy who's doing, tr- you know, <laughs> true blackface or whatever. Right. He couldn't even tell you which one he was, which that's that's right. that was his defense. So he was either the guy in the KKK or the guy who was doing true uh, true, you know, blackface and, and, well, uh, and then remember they had all the scandal. That was, that was really the height of how absurd Democrats were. They had, was it the lieutenant governor? I remember was his accused name. of sexual assault. So they the, couldn't elevate him. Yes. And the, the governor, well, what was the, there was, there was, there was a problem with the it was, governor. It was a trio. Yes. The, the problem g- with the governor, problem with the lieutenant governor and a problem with the, like, the speaker of the, of the delegates or whatever. There was, I, I, I have to check and see this guy's, uh, you know, the, the team will pull up their names. I can't believe I'm, I'm blanking on his, Ralph something. Ralph was his Northam. Name. Ralph Northam. Northam. Ralph Northam. That's right. Uh, it was, so the governor had a scandal, uh, of like, I think it was his med school yearbook or something with like a racist, uh, photo. 
And then the, the, the lieutenant governor, these are all Democrats, the lieutenant governor had been accused of sexual assault. I think it was like 20 years before, if I remember correctly, at a DNC convention. And then the next person up who would have been like the speaker of the House of Delegates or whatever also had a, ra- also had a racial issue. And so they were like, yeah, we're just, everybody just gets to stay in office because they couldn't even find somebody who didn't have a scandal to promote to take over as the governor of Virginia. And now we got Governor Glenn Youngkin. But that was, to me, a perfect approximation of how much BS so much of these scandals are. The governor refused to resign. The lieutenant governor couldn't be elevated because of his sex assault scandal. And then the House of Delegates guy, who would have been the next man up, also had his own scandal associated with race. One of those guys claimed, I think he put on blackface, I think, and and danced at a UVA uh, party, like back in the early 80s. And if I remember correctly, he defended himself by saying that he was just a big fan of rap, which is amazing because, wow. like, basically rap music didn't exist when... <laughs> And he was putting on blackface. I think it was like a Michael Jackson performance. The whole thing was crazy, right? The whole thing was crazy. Um, we'll but take yes, some of your calls that, that was going uh, on. Take some of your calls, 800-282-2882. I know that Roe v. Wade was overturned. We've talked about it here on the show. But you know that abortions are happening at higher rates in many blue states than even before Roe was overturned because all the infrastructure that they have uh, from Planned Parenthood and all the rest of it is pushing so hard for women to choose abortion. Let's just understand that's that they push for this. Uh, and, and it's horrifying, you know, and, and look, I understand this holiday season. People are running up uh, all kinds of expenses, but you know, what are you going to spend on the, you know, the garlands you're going to put on different doors in your house? Or what are you going to spend on some ornaments? You're going to spend 30, 40, 50 bucks. What if I told you that this holiday season, as we get ready to, those of us who are, are Christian, get ready to celebrate the birth of, of Jesus, and those who are Jewish are going to be celebrating Hanukkah. What if I told you that this holiday season, you could spend 30 or $40, instead of on a couple of baubles for the tree, you could save babies' lives. I mean, you could actually save a baby's life. A little human being would be born because of your donation. Well, this is what preborn does. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics around the country rescue babies' lives, about 200 of them a day. And the way they do this is well, very straightforward. It's very effective. They offer free ultrasounds to pregnant mothers who are at a crisis point in terms of the decision they're going to make. Are they going to give that little baby life or are they going to choose abortion? If they're left to the abortion industry, if they're left to Planned Parenthood, we know what's going to happen. So do you want to help this holiday season? Mothers have another option. And it's not even just that ultrasound. If they choose life for the baby, there's also, uh, blank, you know, material support they'll give them, you know, blankets and diapers and counseling and food and they'll help them for two years after the baby's birth. So yeah, I mean, you could buy, uh, some extra stockings to put up by the chimney or something, but maybe you could make a little space here. Maybe you could make a donation to preborn. I donate to Preborn. I really hope you'll join me in this mission because they rely on donations from you and me, the pro-life community, to save babies' lives. It's so easy to do. And and what could be a better way to give and to spend some of your... I know it's hard-earned cash. I know times are tight. But you can help save babies' lives right now. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. 
pound 250 from your cell phone, say baby, or if you want to donate online, that's what I've done in the past, you go to preborn.com slash buck, preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. So a few pumpkin spice lattes, or you can make a donation to this very worthy organization and save babies' lives. You can save a life today, preborn.com slash buck. Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang, a weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, When you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into Clay and Buck. Um, Henry Kissinger passed away uh, yesterday, hundred a hundred years old, and this is now creating a a moment where we're all well, not everybody, but people are weighing in on what his legacy is. There are people who view him as a giant of foreign policy who accomplished a lot, albeit imperfectly, over a many decades-long career. And there are those who scream that he's a war criminal and he's horrible. And You know, one thing that 
you know, Clay, I come from a academically at least a foreign policy background and CIA is involved in foreign policy, even though technically we're not in the policy community so much as we are, you know, the intelligence community. Uh, you know, what, what is you for you, for you, you think Henry Kissinger and what come, I mean, for me, it's, uh, you know, some of his better known quotes, you know, saying that he wished in the Iran Iraq war that both sides could lose. Some people have very much objected to that as callous, uh, afterwards, but what is, you know, rail politique? Yes. Opening China. Yes. There are a whole bunch of things we could talk about. If you're looking at the Kissinger legacy in foreign policy and how it has affected America and every person, therefore listening to this right now, what are your takeaways? I think, first of all, about his relationship with Nixon and opening up China, because he was just in China like six months ago, wasn't he? Didn't mm-hmm. he? Am I, am I, I wrong right about that? I, I think he yeah. was just visiting China, maybe even less than six months ago, uh, and, and met with the Chinese premiers there. Whatever you think about our relationship with China now, Nixon opening China in the 1970s was a transformative moment in global politics. And then the other one I think of, Buck, is... Power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. That's the uh, that's the quote. If you told I me, I thought hey, that might be your favorite Kissinger yes. quote. Yeah, I mean that is the one, and and I think there's a big Washington Post story up about him being kind of the ultimate playboy, uh, which is which is funny to think about because you don't think about you know some foreign policy scholar as a uh, as a uh, as someone who is wowing the women all over D.C. Um, but. Those are the two things that immediately come to mind when when I think about him um, personally. And and for you, by the way, I wanted to mention this, too. I, I meant to mention it yesterday. Uh, speaking of uh, Charlie Munger also died, yeah. I believe, yesterday, right? Uh, or the day and before. And he was also, was he 99? 99. Yeah. He was so 99 he was for Warren people. Buffett's number two. He was Warren Buffett's right-hand man at Berkshire Hathaway. And, and uh a font of a lot of life and financial wisdom for people over many, many decades. So these guys. I've got a funny quote from him too that was in the Washington Post and his, I mean, sorry, in the Wall Street Journal obituary, uh, that I wanted to mention. But yes, he's one of the greatest American investors of all time. Brilliant capitalist. Munger retained his sense of humor into his nineties, even though he was nearly blind, could barely walk, and his beloved wife Nancy had died years earlier. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Around 2016, an acquaintance asked which person in a long life he felt most grateful to. Buck, this is an amazing quote. My, Who did he feel most grateful to? Quote from Charlie Munger, my second wife's first husband, he said instantly. I had the ungrudging love of this magnificent woman for 60 years simply by being a somewhat less awful husband than he was, which is... Such an amazing wow. quote uh, for Charlie Munger, who had a great sense of humor, pithy, witty. Um, a lot of people who follow Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, 99 years old, and Henry Kissinger, 100 years old. Both of those men had incredible lives of accomplishment, died within basically 24 hours of each other. I meant to mention uh, Charlie Munger on yesterday's show, and glad you mentioned Henry Kissinger here because... Uh, it uh, it reminded me of uh, what both those men accomplished. Kamala Harris has weighed in, and people are still on the, is Biden going to be the guy, or is Kamala going to step up? Kamala has some thoughts on what Israel has been doing in its war against Hamas. I know it's in ceasefire right now. 
We'll bring that and other Kamala wisdom to you. That's coming up here at Hour 2. Stick around. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.